So it's mean the sky is open to everybody to to promote, innovate, or even to maximize the benefit of the space. So we believe as the country with non-aligned country, Malaysia can be partner at any country in the world and the United Nations faction. This is actually is common ground in international arena when we're talking about space technology as a whole. Hello, Space Watchers. I'm Vika, the social media head and part-time editor of Space Watch Global. And this is a new episode of Space Cafe Radio, a radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. Today, we are taking you to Langkawi, Malaysia for LISF 2023, which is the very first global space conference launched the Malaysian space sector, organized at Lima in Langkawi. Today's guest is... Haji Azli Kamil bin Napia, the Director General of the Malaysia Space Agency, MISA. He's here today to talk to us about Malaysia's space ambitions, what the space exploration document means, and how Malaysia would position itself as a global space player. This radio is part of a collaboration of Spacewatch Global and Duet Global. Collaboration focuses on creating a wide audience for the emerging Malaysian space economy and highlighting the commitment of creating an Asian space economy. We hope you enjoy your listen. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Space Cafe Radio. I'm very excited to introduce you to our guest today, the Director General of the Malaysia Space Agency, also called MISA, Geospatialist Haji Azli Kamil Napiak. Thank you so much for being here today, DG. Thank you. Let's start off strong. The government has been very involved with Lima and NISF this year. And there were some extraordinary things that happened. One of them being the unveiling of the 2030 Space Exploration Plan. And so, apart from that encouragement towards the establishment of a space program, what execution strategies are being put in place given that this is a seven-year plan? These Agenda is starting from 2017, when the government established the National Space Policy 2030. At that particular time, we don't really have the real action plan to execute. But somehow, we are putting some few important activities to strengthening the application of the National Space Policy. Definitely, we are focusing into at least three points, three important points. First, want to strengthen the government, the governance of the space ecosystem in the country from putting in the one roof to drive the entity from the government perspective. We're also promoting the establishment of the industrial Mm. component for space technology. And at the same time, we want to empower the existing activities exist in Malaysia, especially in downstream activity. I think for the next few months or few years, we are strengthening also the opportunity of local industry to be part and parcel in in the journey of space exploration 2030. So another point that we want to ex- express is the pillar number five under national space uh, policy, which is strengthening the international collaboration. So we believe that space technology need to be incorporated 
the strategic collaboration with various parties around the globe to improve and to maximize the benefit of space technology. So therefore, we start now promoting the strategic collaboration with many countries around the globe. And we hope at the same time, we can invite more investment in this space technology activities in Malaysia. Thank you so much for that fantastic answer. And this brings me to my next question. You spoke about strategic relations. One of the things that Asia struggles with is geopolitics. International cooperation within the region has been terminus for the last couple of years. What diplomatic channels will you reopen to engage with to further Malaysia's space interest? You see, Malaysia is one of the countries in the United Nations perspective. We are members under United Nations. Within the United Nations ecosystem, we understand and we all agree that space is belong to everybody. So we call it open sky policy. So another point is we are uphold within the United Nations capacity. We uphold the peaceful users of the space. So it's mean the sky is open to everybody to, to promote innovate or even to maximize the benefit of space. So we believe as the country with non-aligned country, Malaysia can be partner at any country in the world and the United Nations flagship. This is actually is a common ground in international arena when we're talking about space technology as a whole. So therefore, I believe in the coming future, as space technology is a new driver of the world economy, Malaysia should benefit and take this potential prospect of a space technology for our own ben- benefits. I like that the vision is very long term, but uh, space programs are built over decades of time. They take a lot of time to first visualize and then execute. What do you think is the long term strategic vision of the Malaysia Space Agency that goes beyond the 2030 space exploration plan. Currently, we are focusing into building up the strong foundation of the space technology in Malaysia. We do have some promising in downstream activity right now in Malaysia. In fact, we are among the top country for downstream activity in Southeast Asia right now. We want to empower few sections more in space technology including the mainstream activity and upstream activity. So these two things that we hope that we can complete the circle of space technology ecosystem in Malaysia. For the long run, we want to ensure the sustainability of space technology ecosystem in Malaysia to be happen beyond 2030. Therefore, we need to prepare all the foundation before 2030. For instance, the capacity building and local expertise in, in, in space technology in Malaysia, we need to have a comprehensive plan to ensure that the all space technology capability will continue beyond 2030. And another point is we need to also ensure the capacity and the capability of local industry being really recognized and developed because that's the important point when we talking about the return of space technology activities 
its commercialization and also the economic factor. So that's a point that we are also stressing for at least a guarantee beyond 2030, Malaysia have that capability. And the third point is the, the technology, the know-how in Malaysia need to be really planned in detail because space technology is an advanced technology and vast changes from time to time. From the last 20 years, the space technology evolved very fast. So that's three points need to be stressed out in, in, in Malaysia. If you want to ensure beyond 2030, Malaysia still be one of the national active in space technology. As we talk about building industry first in Malaysia, one of the things that will be required to build this program and this industry and make it sustainable is the requirement of peripheral industries to support a local program. Some of these could include manufacturing, software, data systems, propulsion technologies. These aren't things that have indigenously come out of Malaysia and we haven't seen Malaysia be at the forefront of these industries in recent times. What will be the government's endeavor to build the required peripheral industries to, to support and sustain such a large program? Sometimes our public sees the space technology is only astronaut. But actually, the ecosystem is very huge. It's not only the astronaut. They're talking about manufacturing. They're talking about services. They're talking about the operation of the ecosystem. Malaysia actually is, is an advanced, at least two or three points in terms of the capability in space technology. We do have our natural resources. For instance, we have things that we are providing a E&E &E sector. So we are among the, the advanced country in E&E &E sector. So E&E &E sector is actually is, is material to space sector in manufacturing. So we're strong in that. The second thing is we are in the ge geographical location that we are in advance compared to various countries other than equator. So that is, we do have few advantages in, in, in expand the capability of space technology development here in, in Malaysia or, or, or within the Southeast Asian region. The third point is we are, as I mentioned just now, we are among the country that we are advanced in downstream activity. We know how to capitalize the space technology from the last 20 years until today. We develop all the application. So it's mean the demand of the space technology is really extensive in Malaysia and also within this region. So that's a few capability we can empower to ensure that the space capability can be, it's not only fulfilled on three points, but further extend, for instance, the manufacturing perspective. It will promote the establishment of local industry in the long run and also the services. We do have some infrastructure it is capable to serve the space technology operation around the globe. So this is a few advantages that Malaysia is already in place right now. We want to empower this capacity and also create more innovation of the technology in the future. Thank you so much. On that note, I'm going to end this conversation. It's been extremely insightful and I'm sure our viewers are going to have some key takeaways from everything you've said. I'm very excited to see the development of the Malaysia Space Agency and Space Programme and what that means for the rest of Asia. I also can't wait for collaboration between Malaysia and other countries and looking at Asian economies 
drive space ahead. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. It was an excellent conference and a conversation. Thank you. If you want to keep up with the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatchglobal. Subscribe to our newsletters and of course, don't forget to become a space watcher. I'm Rika Valduri, the social media head and part-time editor in Space Watch Global, your independent perspective on space. See you next time.